Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy Thursday. Happy Christmas. And I ain't Christmas. New Year's Eve, Eve. But no, the topic today uh, I want to touch on, and as I told you guys uh, yesterday, or Tuesday, I'm sorry, all the podcasts I'm making for the rest of the year are all going to be focused on 2022. You know, what are you doing differently? What are you adjusting? How are you getting better? What are you going to do to get you to that next, quote unquote, next level? And uh, I was running this morning, imagine that, right? And the thing that kept playing in my head was the proof is in the progress. And as I was running, it's like, okay, what's that mean? Like the proof's in the progress. And as you start thinking about life and you start thinking about some of your goals and you think about some of these things that you want to accomplish and some of the things that you desire or you want, you got to start looking at what kind of progress am I making towards those goals or what kind of progress am I making towards that lifestyle? Uh, And as you start to think about progress, obviously to understand or to see progress, you've got to be able to measure it or you've got to be able to document it so you can see change. But I put that out there because I'm going to dig into that a little bit today. But before we even get into the progress, and I'm really going to break this down, I don't want to say six steps, but six different areas, uh, talked about three of the Last week or Tuesday, I'm sorry, talked about three of the eight areas of that wheel of life that I think is important for everyone to at least be aware of so you can understand if you looked at your life as a wheel, how smooth is it rolling? Because we have certain areas of our life that is really bumpy. We got other areas we feel like, yeah, this is smooth. But as you start to look at life as a whole, there are certain pieces. And yes, I've had a couple people reach out and yep, they got the... (laughs) These are the eight that I really look at when it comes to having a balanced life. Um, Talked about that a little bit on Tuesday, but today I want to get a little bit more granular, a little bit deeper in the details as you start looking at 2022 and some of the things that you have to do to get that wheel rolling right. Um, And really to look at six different areas, six different parts of your life that that will help you get there. And one of the ones I'm not going to go super deep into is just values. Uh, And as you think about your values, this is something that you should be reviewing and Honestly, taking into consideration as you start to goal set, goal plan, put your action plan together as far as how you're going to accomplish those goals, your values are important. Uh, one of the things I used to tell people around values, and it it can be frustrating, it can be demotivating, or you know, it can inspire you. But if you look at, if you want to know what you value right now, look at where you're, look, pull your bank statement, legit, pull your bank statement and see where the majority of your money goes. Now, Let's not get too literal when you're like, oh, so I value bills, Alonzo? Come on now. Let's let's get past the literal stage. We're, we're no longer rookies. We're no longer beginning. Um, and if you are just beginning, I'm asking you to, you know, step it up a little bit. Get past the literal stage. Uh, be able to work in that gray a little bit. But when you start looking at your bank account and minus the bills and even some of your bills, should you even have some of those bills? You know, are you spending money on things that you shouldn't be? But anyway, look at your bank account and see where you're spending money. That'll help you identify what you actually value right now. I'm not saying that's what it has to stay or that's what it's going to be for the rest of your life. But you can look at two parts of your life and understand um, what you value. And those two things are, one, where you're spending your money. Two, where you're spending your time. As you start to break those two areas down, you're going to be like, dang. I didn't know I valued going to the bar this much. Dang, I didn't know I valued golfing this much. Dang, you know, you got to start looking at that to understand what you currently value as you start to try to create. What what do you actually want to value and what do you want? What kind of person do you want to be? As you do that, I've talked about it. I've, I've sold planners. In my planners, there's an opportunity for you to 
uh, you know, write down what's important to you to help you create what do you value. Uh, when I know when I was first creating my values, I wrote down about, I don't know, 30 to 50 different values. And most of them came from large corporations. Oh, okay. Apple's doing this. Oh, okay. Google says this. Oh, okay. Amazon says this. And as you get down to it, you look at your bank account and see what you value. And then you start thinking about like, what truly matters to me? And then as you do that, you, you whittle that with that, that list, <laughs> you whittle that list down. And even in the planner, it talks around like you're prioritize your top five. And with that top five, it doesn't have to be five. It can be three. It can be seven. It can be 10. You just got to figure out like, what do you value most? And how do you put those values into who you're going to be on a regular basis? How do you keep those values in front of you so you can actually live into it? Make sure you're spending your time in those values. Make sure you're spending your money in those values. But as you do that, um, hope, hopefully you guys have done something like this prior to the 30th of the month. But if not, so what? Uh, perfect time for you to go ahead and start documenting this. And again, January 1st, it's a day that people say, okay, because it's a start of a new year. Okay, I get a fresh start. It don't matter if you start on January 1st. It don't matter if you start on the 30th. It doesn't start. It doesn't matter what day you start. Just get started. But as I said, I wanted to break down a couple different areas. And the biggest thing about this, like I said, 2022, goal chasing, goal setting, goal crushing, whatever you want to call it. But number one, we've already talked about values. Two, what are your goals? Like you got to define them. And we talked about this a little bit on Tuesday when I was talking about uh, one of my guys in the chat. As you think about like just what do you want to accomplish, like get granular with it. And what do you mean by that? Right here, I'll give you a couple of my goals that I have. And I wish I should have pulled my goal sheet out here. Um, I don't have it in front of me right now, but a couple goals I have. We'll use running because that's something that I don't know. I've been doing a lot of the last couple of years. My goal this year was 750. I finished my last run this morning. I finished at like 824 miles or something like that. With that next year, my goal for running is 850 miles. Now I set that back way before I even got to 750. And with that goal of 850 miles, I've got to look at, okay, 850 miles. How many miles is that over a 12 month period? Okay, great. As you look at the, as I look at the 12 month period, what I've done is with the Nike running app, it shows you each month how many miles you ran. And I, I know this just from looking at it so often from May through August, my miles significantly dropped. So I know right now, boom, that's an opportunity. Those are months right there that you can maximize and you can get more out of. Long story short, you take those 850 miles divided by 12. Once you divide it by 12, you see what on average, what you have to do each month. Be mindful, you know, are there certain months where you know you're not going to be moving like you need to move if you have a move coming up or, you know, OK, in May, I typically travel. So that's not going to be a month that I can get 100 miles in or 80 miles or whatever that that number is. So you've got to be able to define what your goal is and then work backwards to help you get to that goal. So one, identify it, identify or define what that goal is um, and then create the plan to work backwards. Two, you got to track it. As we started off with, uh, proof is in the progress. Once you set a goal or a milestone, and I think this is one of, the, one of the reasons I was able to exceed my miles by so much this year, um, you document it. Like the year prior, I, I ran like 650 miles and I thought that was a lot. So I'm like, okay, cool. Let's stretch it. Let's see if you can get 100 more. Sweet. Let's set it for 750. Oh, okay. Smash that. Why? Because you see what you're doing on a regular basis. You're tracking your progress. And when you fall short, 
okay, sweet, let me do a little bit more. Then you're going to have those days where you're just feeling it. Like for me, when I'm running, there's days I'm like, okay, I, got, I can knock out another two or three miles. So just reading your body, making sure you're resting. But as you set these goals, like live into them. And the days that you can do more than what's expected, do it. Days you don't feel like doing it, even if you can't meet the goal that you set for that day, still still get out and do it. That's the problem. Most people want to do things when they feel like it. Oh, well, I'm going to work hard when I feel like it. Okay, well, how many days do you actually feel like it? Because that's the only time you're going to go hard. The best you can be is average. So I'm encouraging you, like I said, one, define what the goal is. Two, create a way to track it. And as you track it, that's going to be your motivation because sometimes you're going to look at that and be disappointed in your own effort. So if your goal for the month was supposed to be 80 miles and you only ran 50 and you're 10 days left in the month, you're going to be like, oh my goodness, I'm not trending well. So you're either going to pick it up or you're going to quit. And I'm hoping that, you know, you, you've quit enough. You know what happens when you quit. You know what happens when you stop. You got to start all over. Hopefully you're at a point now where it's like, okay, I, I got to get more inspired. And even if I don't meet my goal by the end of the month, I got to add on to the, the month coming. And that that's in any... Any category of your goals, you know, if it's how much you're tithing every month if it, or every week, is it, you know, how much you're trying to save every week or every month? You know, what, what are those goals that you're trying to hit? Like if you miss your goal, tack it on to the next week or tack it on to the next month so that you can make sure you accomplish your goal by the end of the, the time frame that you set. So, like I said, two, create the, the method to track it. Three, and this is one that I think people get... Uh, get the most from, I'll say. Document your work ethic every day. What do you mean by that, Zoe? Right? I'm encouraging you, wherever you're writing down like your goals or wherever you're tracking your progress for your goals, and I do mine in a planner, but every day before you go to bed or before the end of the, before you lay it down, write down what was your level of effort for the day and be honest with yourself. Do it on a scale of one to 10. So as you think about, okay, got up one time, did my Bible read, did my run, did my workout, did my leadership reading, you know, ran the dog, uh, was at work at the time that I planned to be there, accomplished 90% of what I wanted to get done, um, had good relationships, network, blah, 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 all that stuff. Did you spend time with your significant other? Did you, you know, did you have fun? Like all that stuff, whatever your plan was for the day. And then reflect on it and say, did you give it your all or did you give it 70%? Did you give it 20%? And as you start doing that, and like I said, do it on a scale of one to 10. On Sunday, when you're creating your plan for the next week, look at each one of those days. And I'm giving you some, some, <laughs> some gems right here. On Sunday, when you're planning, look back at the week. And this will only take you, I promise you, if you can block off an hour to two hours every Sunday for you to create your plan for the next week, you're going to be a rock star. Anyway, look back at your week. And one, look at what days you gave the most effort. Then ask yourself why. Why was I so successful or why was I going so hard on those days? For the next week, make sure on those days that you did not give yourself a full effort or those days that you didn't, that you should have asked yourself for a refund because you didn't go hard. You didn't do what you said you were going to do. Make sure on those days you have asterisks or specific things that you have to get done the coming week and highlight it. Maybe even put last week I failed on this day or last week I did not go as hard as I could have on this day or these days. So now when you get into your schedule, you're going to see it at the top of the page or you're going to see it on your calendar. You're going to see it in Outlook or wherever you put your schedule for the day. 
But be mindful of that. And it's not there to demotivate you. It's to show you like, oh, this is where I slipped up last time. Let me make sure that I don't slip up in this same area. And again, this is another way because once you can start consistently living in a routine or schedule, you start to get more confidence. You start to get to a place where it's like, okay, other people may have doubts, but I know I can do this because I've done it for the last 68 weeks, <laughs> 150 weeks, whatever that number is. And you got to start with week one. Once you are have one successful week, build on it, two successful weeks. You get in that routine of, okay, my success comes when I'm consistent. And that's not a secret for any any industry, any, any occupation, any craft. Um, four, if you're adding values, five, uh, is celebrate wins. As you set goals, and you have milestones. We just talked about each week going back and reflecting. Great. Maybe the first win that you're going to have that other people won't be able to notice or maybe they do notice. But you can say, OK, I gave 100 percent or my work ethic was at a nine, seven out of seven days or six out of seven days or whatever that target is for you. And the thing is, as you start to set these goals, things are going to start to come to fruition. And I don't want people to confuse goal setting for activity. Because like for me, hypothetically, we'll use running again. The goal was 750 miles. Now, did I have smaller goals leading up to it? Like monthly goals where I said, okay, I got to do 100 miles this month. Yes. I didn't celebrate during the week when I ran 5 miles, 10 miles, 13 miles. I celebrated when I met the goal. So when I hit 750 miles, celebrated that, shared some of that. But you got to be able to celebrate. If, you're, if your goal is around like a salary or a monetary amount. You know, hypothetically, you want to make $250,000 this year. When you, when you reach that number or when you sign that deal and you get it, whatever it is, sweet, you need to celebrate it. The one thing that I've noticed, and this is something I'm guilty of myself, is as I set some of these goals, some people I believe in my circle at times get turned off by it. So as you're setting goals and you start accomplishing goals, make sure you can celebrate with your circle. And when I say celebrate, you should be able to be like, yo, bro, I did X, Y, Z or hey, girl, I did X, Y, Z. (laughs) If you can't, you may be around the wrong people. I say the wrong people because if you can't share some of that, it's not going to like motivate you. It's not going to feel the same. And I think you should be able to share some of your accomplishments, all your accomplishments with your closest people, because not only should it motivate and inspire them, it should give you energy to keep going. It shouldn't be something where you're making accomplishments or doing amazing things, but you can't share it because you feel it's going to be a demotivator for those around you. So like I said, Five, you gotta you gotta celebrate your wins and you gotta make sure you got the right people around you. And sometimes the right people, it may just be your mom or dad. <laughs> it may just be your brother or sister. Who knows? Hell, it may just be your girlfriend or your wife. It, it doesn't matter like how big the circle is, but make sure you got people around you that are willing to celebrate your wins with you. And it's not a must, but I'm just saying it, it feels a little better when you have people you can share some of your successes with. Yeah, people love to hear about your 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 failures and you know what didn't go right. But it also feels good to be able to share some of your wins and make sure that you got people around you that are in your corner. And it's not a must, but it's something that's, that's helpful. Uh, one of the last two I'm going to touch on here is rest. I'm always talking about go, 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 go. You know, make sure you're getting up early. Make sure you're reading. Make sure you're working out. You know, your, your physical activity uh, impacts your mental agility. Go, go, go. And it's like, OK, great. I rest, too. Like that's something I don't necessarily talk about a lot. And it's not something I think a lot of people talk about. You hear uh, Eric Thomas, when he was talking about Beyonce, she was up for like two days straight. She didn't eat. She didn't sleep. You know, you hear people say, or Eric Thomas says again, you know, 
you're not going to be successful until you want it as bad as you want to breathe. Like that kind of stuff. Like I love that. Like go get it. Be hungry. But you also got to give your body rest. You can't stay up 24 hours a day. Uh, kudos to Beyonce. That's probably why she's a billionaire. She really did stay up two days in a row and was still on point. Once I start getting sleepy or start getting tired, mentally, it takes me into a different space where I'm not as sharp. So I think rest is important. Anytime you have goals that are, that are big, anytime you have a vision that's big, you're going to have to get your rest. The less sleep you get, the less focus you tend to have. You're more irritable. So you've got to get your rest. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you should sleep 8 to 12 hours every single day. That's like a third to a half of your life. If you're sleeping that much, you're going to be well rested. But how much time are you actually putting into your craft or being able to accomplish your goals? Uh, so rest is very important. The last one is it's, it's interesting. I love it because it's, it's the hard part. It's the, the stress, the anxiety. And that's a part of life like we're all going to deal with. You know, we all want to talk about the good, but the stress and anxiety are going to come with it. 2022, my, my dad literally said this to me the other day. Yeah, there's going to be some good. There's going to be some bad, but you got to accept it all. And I think as you start thinking about accepting, not just being okay with it, but accept it. Like, okay, what can I take from this? What's the message? What's the lesson? And I think as you start taking some of those losses or some of those bad things in your life and starting to really break them down and reflect on them, it's not all bad. A lot of times it's a, it's a, it's a coaching, it's a teaching, it's something that's going to push you to that next level if you, if you actually take the message from it. And like I said, you can learn something from every, every one of your losses. But like I said, the, the stress and anxiety, like that's the part that it's stressful. It's tough. But that's also something that you've got to make sure you can still take action when you're in that anxious mode or you feel like anxiety is starting to kick in or the stress is creating a whole lot of pressure on you. And that's something that for me, it's I don't know. I I think because I've made so many mistakes and I guess I've been in some high pressure situations. I get like this nervous giggle and it's like, OK, this is when I know I'm, I'm stressed out. But a lot of times, good, bad or indifferent, I'm going to take a quick nap. I'm going to go to sleep and then it's like, OK, sweet, create the plan. And the one thing I'm going to encourage people to do is take action, take action, take action, take action. I know I say think about it all the time. That's like my motto. That's my thing. That's this podcast. It's just something I've been living by. But after you think about it, go take action. You can't just keep thinking. Don't get into that analysis paralysis where you don't want to make a decision because you might be wrong. I'm encouraging people to jump, take action. When you feel that stress, when you feel that anxiety, when you feel that angst, that's the perfect time to go for two reasons. One, you're teaching your body that when we get in that space, it's not best to freeze up. Go ahead and do whatever you think is right. You know, take, create your plan, think about it and go. The second thing is I encourage people to do it because 90 99% of the time when you jump or when you, you make that move to pursue that goal or to take action on something, even if you're wrong, the, I don't want to say the punishment, but the consequence, the reaction, the result, it's not going to be as bad as you think it is. The thing is, we live in a world of, we want to be perfect. You know what I mean? Like we want to be perfect, but we don't want to take risk. We don't want to take chances. We don't want to, we don't want to have an opportunity of missing the goal or missing the target or looking imperfect. And that comes with a, Oh, that gets me fired up. That comes with a sense of you have to take these risks to get to the next level. And as you take these risks to get to the next level, you're going to have some missteps. You're going to have some setbacks. You're going to have some of those challenges. You're going to you're going to have that feeling of failure at times. 
but you've got to hold yourself to a higher standard and understand that I'm going to have some losses, but I'm going to bounce back from it. It's the same as we were talking about goal setting. As you're, as you're doing the goal setting and you miss your goal for the week, tack it on to the next one. So what? You're going to have to work a little bit harder at the beginning of the month, at the middle of the month, at the end of the month to meet that end goal. But that's what you have to do to become great and to accomplish these goals that you set. I read something in a book and it said something like, uh, it talked about chasing greatness, but it said something like most people, it's basically most people don't want to hold themselves or others uh, to a higher standard because when you hold yourself to a higher standard, it requires more discipline. And then when you're holding others to a higher standard, it invites or brings on conflict but think about it. You're holding yourself to a higher standard. I made a post the other day that you can't, and I said something like, you can't be a champion if you don't have standards. You can't just go with the wind. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Like you've got to be able to have a set standard of this is the expectation I have of myself. This is the expectation I have of those around me. And yes, expectations create disappointment. But at the same time, understand that disappointment, understand that expectation, because if my expectation is we're working at a, 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 a level eight from a work ethic perspective and we're falling short, you got to identify why. Is it a will or a skill thing when it comes to accomplishing goals? Is it a will or a skill thing? Is it an ego thing to where you can't ask for help? You know, it happens. But I'm encouraging you as we think about just 2022 It's two days away. It's game time. And as you get into your your routine that you do every week or every year and you're saying 2022 is going to be different. Let me give you a a quick indicator of if 2022 is going to be different for you. And I think let me back up for a minute. I'm sorry. 2022, not everybody wants 2022 to be different. You know, 2020, 2019, 2018, 2021. Some people have been winning like straight winning consistently getting better from a health perspective, mental health perspective, and their faith, their finances, their fun, their relationships. People are out here winning, but they're being intentional about why they're winning. So as you think about what you want 2022 to look like, if you want it to look different, ask yourself this favor before New Year's Eve gets here. What did I do last year on New Year's Eve? What did I do last year on New Year's Day? And if you're looking to do something different, but you're going to mimic exactly what you do every New Year's Eve, you're going to, let me just be honest. Let's talk to my group, my my buddies, my little circle. We're talking about things are going to be different in 2022. So everybody in our group chat, yes, I'm talking to you. We say 2022 is going to be different. Most people. If December 31st, you're about to go out. You're about to party. You're about to get drunk. You're about to do whatever you want to do. Have fun. Live it up. 2021, living to see a new year. Let's get it. Yeah, yeah. All that, right? If January 1st, you're hungover, you don't get up until 10, you don't do anything productive that day, ask yourself, how bad do you really want to change? How bad do you really want to get to that next level? I'm not saying one day makes the year, but it's a good indicator of what you're going to do because you didn't change anything. The other nugget I would give, if that's your plan, make sure you schedule January 1st as your day off. This is not the day that I'm chasing a fitness goal, a mental health goal, a work goal, or whatever that, a career goal, a finance, whatever that may be. But set yourself up for success. Stop letting stuff happen to you or acting like the group around you 
and start making choices that are going to help you be better. It's always a choice. <laughs> Literally, it's always a choice. I'm hoping you choose to maximize yourself. You're, the only thing you can be is the best you. No one else can be the best you. So one thing I'm going to end with, the same thing I started with. The proof is in the progress. If you're not seeing progress, you're probably not putting in the work. As always, I appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. I apologize about the break. I'm on my phone. Phone rang. But uh, happy New Year's. Create a great week. Make 2022 exactly what you want it to be. Understand when you said when I say exactly what I want, what you want it to be, there's going to be some things that happen that you don't like. There's going to be some things that happen that don't go like you planned. And then there's going to be a whole lot of things that go exactly like you want them to. Make sure you celebrate those wins. Happy New Year. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Get focused on 2022. Ugh, get focused on 2022. Get focused on you. As always, think about it. Be great.